1: We're gonna sing the truth With Jimmy Jr. Oh, we're gonna spring it in With Jimmy Jr. Happy New Year, baby Biff going and Jimmy Jr. Don't you have no fear Don't you have no blues Cause we're gonna sing this tune to you Leave your worries behind in 23 And come and sing the blue with Jimmy and me Oh yeah We're gonna sing it for you
2: Show keep playing that rhythm, brother. Biff Gore, we got Biff Gore, ambassador of soul in studio. One more segment, news talk 710 KNUS. How's this for a show open? Let me let me blow just a little bit more, brother. I love when you come in. We don't do it nearly enough, but I know, man. This New Year's tradition of having the ambassador of soul himself in studio is always so rich and so fun. I'm privileged I, I, to have you here. Same here, and I appreciate
1: you, man. We should probably. I, I would love for us to do a Fourth a of July show too, man. A real freedom. You know, freedom blues That's gangbuster. how it began. Yes, it literally is literally how it that's began right. in
2: 2014. Our good buddy, Jeff Crump, coming up later in the show. He is a, a gem, and he brought us together That's back right. in 2014. He's a collaborator. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love it. We're going to keep the tradition going here on News Talk 710 KNUS. We've got a couple more tunes we'll fit in to this segment. But, you know, one thing, I, I wrote a Washington Examiner piece on Tuesday about Mm. this, and it was my column subject last week before Christmas, is on this decision by the Colorado Supreme Court to disqualify Trump from the ballot. Now, I'm not a big Trump fan. Uh, I, I don't think that he's the right guy to be the Republican nominee. But you don't knock him off the ballot preempting his ability to make the case to people and for people to make the case uh, for themselves, how they, who they want to vote for, why, and so forth, and that's what we had here. But to me, one of the big points, and I raised this in the Examiner piece that I wrote. One of the big points is that this was another instance where, as I said in the headline, the Colorado Supreme, the partisan Colorado Supreme Court strikes again. They have upheld fees that are really tax increases. That's right. The Supreme Court back during COVID. We always had this idea, the 120-day legislative session, sacrosanct. Thank God for that. It holds the legislators to a limited time that they can be passing laws. They said the Supreme Court, oh, it doesn't need to be consecutive for the first time ever. Non-consecutive is okay during COVID because they wanted to take a break and come back and do their full-length session. That empowered and helped the Democrats. And the list goes on for gun measures that they've upheld and other things. This is just another instance of partisanship. And yes, I know that Republicans brought this lawsuit for Republicans, but the fact of the matter is that this was done under the auspices mm-hmm. of Citizens for responsible, uh, Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, a left-wing outfit. This is a partisan thing through and through for the left to just try and knock him off the ballot. And he'll, he'll end up being on the ballot in Colorado, but there's a lot of damage that is done with this decision. What do you make of it? I think um,
1: they keep doing things that strengthen the hands of Donald Trump. If you want Donald Trump to go away, don't talk about him. Yeah. If you want Donald Trump to go away, I mean, rip that out of this playbook, liberal left. But you are strengthening his hands, and this is just going to help him. It's, it's a going Christmas to help gift. Him. It was a Christmas it's, gift. It's, yeah, just like indicting him in Georgia was a Christmas gift. And they have no grounds yeah. for any of this stuff, man. Um uh, that's that's my opinion this the, the supreme court is probably going
2: to rule unanimously on this i hope it's unanimous I, I, I mean, who knows I, I, about I think the they three are. yeah well democrat appointed justices but you know
1: they may be left but they are but they they surprise me in how when they when they actually see the law with the blindfolds on like they're supposed to mm-hmm. i think that this is going to backfire on them and i hope that i hope that people will begin to have common sense in Colorado mm-hmm. and wake up and say we need moderate we need moderate politics right. we don't need to be just so vitriolic one way or the other we need to stand Together, we're better
2: together. We're better unified. We have had a dramatic left-wing jolt in this state, yeah. and I think the people will be recoiling more and more. Well, we've seen that on display. I mean, the anti-Semitism on the floor of the State House of Representatives oh, yeah. coming from the likes of Elizabeth Epps and Tim Hernandez. You've got all sorts of things going on down at the legislature. You've got school board issues. You've got just the, the, the laundry list of things just keeps growing. And I I would hope that there's at least some recoil. I I don't think it's going to show up in the presidential race. Um, A Republican, especially Trump, will not win Colorado in a general election. But it's not about that. It's about riding the ship at the state legislature and in county commissioner seats and so forth. That's where the rubber really meets the road and where you could see some changes, I hope. I agree with
1: you. And I hope that um, we – there the, there's a shift in the balance of power here because, uh, you know, it's not fun living in a state where you, there is no compromise. Um, it's our way or the highway. Let's shove this ramness, radical agenda down your throat. And, uh, oh, by the way, while I'm talking about that, I wanted to tell you, I think it was because of your pressure, your full court pressure on the Denver City school board that some of the radicalist people, if I can even use that word, are now – No longer on that board. And so I want to thank
2: you for continuing to fight for students in Denver, man. Well, I I appreciate that. I will say that in terms of uh, one, Tay Anderson, I certainly think I had a bit of a role uh, in discouraging him from running for re-election. I mean, when you have a 9% approval rating going into a run for re-election, you probably shouldn't make that bid. You're not likely to win in that seat. I don't think we've heard the last of him. And no, he's I, running for the state house. Yeah, well, I hope so that we'll he see. does not get in, because that would be another just a, another radical yeah. feather in their cap. Oh, could you imagine if if this happened, he was elected and became the Democrat nominee and then inevitably was elected, and Elizabeth Epps maintained her seat and won her primary, and Tim Hernandez maintains him seat, his seat and wins the primary, then you'd have... Tay Anderson, Elizabeth Epps, and Tim Hernandez, all in the legislature. And, I mean, it would definitely keep me busy with all of my reportage. But, oh, my goodness, can you imagine how dysfunctional that would be? Those egos, man, they're massive. They are massive. And that's why we
1: need – I think we need more term limits. Um, We definitely need term limits in Washington. And we need need common-sense people running, Mm. people who just go, hey, man, you know what – this is way too radical, even for me.
2: We shall see where things go in the new year for sure. I'm, I'm really itching to play a little more music. Biff Gore, Ambassador of Soul. One tune that we have done every year, like for years, yes. has been Stormy Monday, one of the great <laughs> blues classics originally by the great late T-Bone Walker. T-Bone. And we do our take on it. I got my heart. Let's play a little bit.
1: You know that Tuesday is just as bad. You know that Wednesday is worse. Thursday is oh so sad. Here's my favorite line from this, this, this song. The eagle flies on Friday. Saturday, I come out with Jimmy and play. Said that Eagle flies on Friday. Saturday, I go out and play. Sunday, I go to church. Get down my knees and I pray. What do you say, brother? (laughs) Here's what I say. I say Lord have mercy Lord have mercy on me. Lord have mercy. Have mercy on me You know I've been trying to find my baby Please Send my baby on home To me
2: Biff Gore in studio, the classic blues tune. They call it a blues standard. That's right. Stormy Monday. You know, this is one of the things that I just love about the blues is the feel. I mean, obviously, folks listening to this program, I pull up my harmonicas. You can hear the passion there. But when you're singing, Biff, it's next level. Mm. You can feel that emotion, that raw power, and especially when it comes to... The Blues, which is meant for that appreciate that my brother so what what do you have going on what 's the ambassador of soul up to these days musically well i 'm I'm, uh, writing new
1: music uh, i 've got about four new songs coming out in, in the new year that i'd love to talk with you about yes um, and uh, you know I really want to do a blues uh, um, I, I really want to do a blues album um, I'm, i want to do i want to do a couple projects i want to do a blues project and so Love to have you involved in that.
2: I'd uh, love to do that because
1: I don't think there's any. I don't. I mean, we've been playing together for for going on ten years, and dude, you've gone from this this guy who was just like a novice to one of the best heart players in the, in the oh, state. Oh well, you're too kind. So I no, I'm serious, it. man. We've we've gigged together. We've done. We've gone out and uh, played music together. I just think I think um, I think that you're I think you're phenomenal, dude.
2: So I appreciate it right back at you. I would love to be however I can help with your blues project. That right. sounds like an absolute blast. It's going to be incredible. Now, when it comes to music and, and entertaining on stage, I love talking with musicians about this. This this year, I was so blessed to have Joe Bonamassa on the mm. program, to have Kenny Wayne Shepard for the second time and some wow. other uh, tremendous musicians as well that we had conversations with. And when you're on stage... I, what is that like to you? As you're feeding off of the audience, the audience is feeding off of you. There's really this reciprocal relationship going on. How is that for you? That onstage dynamic. I mean, it's one thing we're playing here. We know we got listeners, but when you're in front of an audience, how is that experience for you?
1: Um, it is almost it's it's spiritual. It is
2: it is absolutely
1: one of the most uh, physically and spiritually uplifting things I because, man, you know, and I'll give you a great example. So Christmas morning, I got a chance to play. Um, I go to Safeway because uh, um, the people there, uh, I started doing this during COVID. I go and just play. And, um, and people, man, they just come up to you and they're so appreciative that somebody is bringing the gift of music. That's small stage stuff, right? So you're getting to bless people by singing over them and singing over the city. Um, just just two weeks a uh, week and a half ago, I got to do the same thing down at Union Station, just singing over the c- city. It was called Make Music Denver Day, and it and g go- went on all over the all over the world, all over the United States, and all over the world. And you get to sing over people, and man, it calms people down. Music is really how we're going to end this war. It
2: soothes the soul. It, it, it really soothes does.
1: the very soul, man. That's why David, you know, David in the Bible, when um, he was a boy, the king who was having some, some mental issues called in a musician. He called in David. and David sang and it calmed him and his spirit returned to him. Mm.
2: Powerful indeed. Yes. Yes. Biff Gore here in studio. We've just got a few minutes left. So I would love to ask you to share a final word for our audience as we head in to 2024.
1: Uh, 2024. Keep the faith, baby. Um, you know, we, there have been worse years. Uh, 23 was a, was a, was a, was a blast. Um, things are going to get better. We're going to have new leadership. I tell people, if you don't like what the leaders are doing, stick around and wait. It's just like a storm. It mm. shot. This too shall pass. So we are looking forward to, uh, just some fabulously wonderful, incredible things to happen this year and they're going to happen. I think we're going to we're going I'm optimistic that we can defeat this uh, this amendment push. I'm optimistic that on abortion, yeah. Uh, yeah, on abortion. I I'm optimistic that we're going to have new leadership in the White House and we're going to um uh we're going to end this war and we're going to bring back uh fuel independence and we're going to we're going to lift up our ranchers and we're going to th- this state's going to be um uh, back on top as a economic leader yeah. in the world yeah. and and in the United States and so we're you know I'm I'm very optimistic and um and 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 what gives me that is my faith in God um and um and
2: my hope uh in a better world that is a perfect lead in as well we have a tradition as well of doing a song that just as we did with the show open at the top. You make up the lyrics and you got this rhythm that you start and I play along and we have some fun doing our 2024 Jam. Biff Gore, so great having you in studio. Thanks for joining us, brother. Oh, Keeping up the tradition. Let's do this in B flat if you don't mind. B flat sounds Ah. like a great key. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Keep it here. Don't go anywhere. Lots more ahead on our New Year's special. Biff Gore now in studio. The Ambassador of Soul, New Star 710 KNUS.
1: Don't be afraid, of what's going on in this nation? Hope in God Ooh, and mind your business. We're gonna have a good time, Lordy, Lordy, we're gonna have a good time, can't get no worse, oh, I thirst for a good time, come on Jimmy, what you got to say? Rock. The stereo, eerie are off of you. Hey, yeah, in 2020, harmonica and guitar. Oh, that's the show. So keep on jamming, keep on jamming, keep your head up high, and don't you cry, 2024's gonna be a good, good time for you.
2: Good morning, the new year on the horizon. We're live now, the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. My thanks to the Ambassador of Soul, Biff Gore, for joining us in studio. What an incredible opportunity every year. We haven't come in, we do jams and conversations, it's always a blast. And one of our other traditions is is where we remember the musicians we lost in the year that is now closing, including, you can hear him here, the great late Jimmy Buffett. Bring it up a little bit for a moment, Michael. Happy New Year, one and all. The guy that we always cherish the opportunity, the chance to have on and remember those who have been lost in the year was... A right-hand man for Barry Fay, the legendary Denver concert promoter, for about a decade. He has been tour manager for five years for Aerosmith. He tour managed Run, DMC, and Public Enemy. He was a VP at Live Nation for several years where he, especially to me, worked with the Almond Brothers Band very closely and... He helped run Red Rocks and other major venues in Denver. He's an all-around good guy. He's a patriot. And he's my good friend. Jeff Crump returns. Kind enough to join us this early in the morning on 710 KNUS. Brother Jeff, welcome back.
3: Thank you. Good morning, Jimmy.
2: Good morning and happy, happy New Year. Uh, thanks for joining us as always. What I love About our conversations is a lot of the guys that we're going to be talking about this morning, you knew personally, you worked with, even if it was just once, you had some experience with a lot of them. And I appreciate the insights that we can get there. And we did lose a a pretty strong list of musicians this year, including we just heard arguably his most famous song, Margaritaville, the late, great Jimmy Buffett
3: millions of records um based on partying on the beach <laughs> so yes that's...
2: he had a genre that he created and became synonymous with
3: <laughs> oh yeah he'd wear his hawaiian shirts and shorts on stage regardless of the weather and i mean it just was always i mean he has a following called parrot heads and it, it just became a way of life they're not quite as as avid uh, rabbit rabbit uh Deadheads, but in a similar way, there are people that just, that's the artist they're into, period.
2: So with, with Jimmy Buffett, I mean, obviously he has a style that is quintessentially his own that he has left behind. He has a potent musical legacy, a massive fan base. What was he like in person? Anything you can remember in regards to Jimmy?
3: Just like you'd expect him to be. I, I never saw him in a bad mood. I never saw him grumpy. He was the same guy you'd see on stage. He was always real upbeat and um, wanted everybody to have a good time. He was genuine. There was nothing phony about him.
2: Yeah. I mean, when when you look at, at Jimmy Buffett, uh, he does seem like he was the real deal. Is there anything that comes to mind from you for you from, uh, uh, from any particular experiences with Jimmy?
3: Well, I'll tell you. A fun story, not many people know, but um,
2: <laughs> I do. It
3: is, yeah, I know you do. It is. I uh, have a tradition on rock tours that the road crew plays some kind of a practical joke on the headliner on the last show of the tour. And the rationale is, you can't get fired. You know, so what's the band going to do if you really mess with them? And we used to do it to Aerosmith, and we did, uh, you know, several other bands. Well, with Jimmy Buffett, his road crew went to McDonald's and bought. 300 cheeseburgers and rigged them in a net above the stage, and when he went, when he was doing Cheeseburger in Paradise, they dropped, and they weren't even in wrappers and stuff. They dropped the net, and all these cheeseburgers <laughs> came down, and there was ketchup and mustard and pickles and buns everywhere. The stage was slippery, and he just went along with it. I mean, he didn't There were some artists that you just couldn't do that with, and they made that real clear from the beginning, that this isn't going to be tolerated. Jimmy wasn't one of those.
2: (laughs) That's just a perfect, perfect practical joke, uh, prank, rather, to, to pull on a guy like Jimmy Buffett. May he rest in peace. Another man that we lost who was an absolute legend in another genre, one of the most famous jazz singers to ever live and perform is, of course, the great Tony Bennett. And uh, Tony Bennett really had just this mark because he also, not just was he one of the guys that were just in the heyday of jazz, but he lived such a, a very long and thorough life from August of 1926 to July of 2023 and he performed with so many musicians of different genres over many, many decades.
3: He did a lot of recording with other people, and I think one of his big uh, comeback things that he did were the Christmas commercials he did with Lady Gaga, which is a real unlikely pairing if you think about it, but they managed to really pull it off well.
2: Yeah. Did you ever work with him? I'm not sure how much jazz you were Uh, Not much, although
3: I was around a lot of the crooners, the Sinatra's and Dean Martin's and that kind of thing. I mean, the the Rat Pack. Tony Bennett wasn't part of the Rat Pack, but he was still in that. You know, he closed out that whole genre of music. There's um, Michael Bublé might be considered a crooner, but he he isn't in the line. You know, he isn't in the same uh, places as Tony Bennett or yeah. You know, Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra. Yeah,
2: what, one of the things about a musician is the mark that they leave, and you're talking about one of the last, or the really the last, not one of the last of a, a certain genre of jazz that was really epitomizes that musical form. What would you say the biggest legacy of Tony Bennett might be?
3: Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. I mean, his his longevity. I think. I mean, how old was he when he died? Ninety-seven, he looked,
2: just about ninety-seven, like a month, a few weeks away.
3: That's close enough to ninety-seven for yeah. me. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, so wait. I
3: mean, for and he he had his style, and he never varied from it. And like he was one of the last standing of that genre of music. Yeah.
2: Jeff Crump. Music industry veteran joining us on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Let's talk about another legend, David Crosby. Um, I mean, this is a guy who helped epitomize the the 60s, 70s, that era of music in many respects. Talk to us about David.
3: Well, he started out with the Birds, which were kind of legendary folk rock band. Uh, spent a lot of time in Boulder. Um, and... He was one of the pioneers of three and part, four uh three and four part harmonies uh when he went and formed a super group with Steven Stills and Graham Nash and ultimately neil young Crosby stills Nash and young was huge uh in the early seventies. They came along right after the Kent state killings and they were you know a real protest um protest group, but their harmonies were Uh, had never been done like that before. So, I mean, he was a pioneer. I mean, he was a little bit uh, overboard sometimes. He drank and did so many drugs that he had to have his liver replaced. Um, So he, he definitely partied hard and got himself in trouble with carrying guns when he wasn't supposed to. But we're a great talent. We're a great musician. We're a great vocalist.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. And speaking of legendary rockers and so forth, uh, let's go over to Leonard Skinnerd, We're the last surviving member of the great Southern rock band. One of the bands that epitomizes the r- genre of Southern rock, Leonard Skinnerd, uh, Gary Rossington passed away this year.
3: Yeah, he and uh, Alan Collins were the last two. And uh, I, for those of you that don't know, the majority of the band, uh, including lead, lead singer, was killed in a plane crash in the late seventies, and it took out most of the band. So um, um, Donnie Van Zant took over for Ronnie, his brother, and so he's still performing with. Now there's no original members of, of Leonard Skinner left, but they were. Here again, they were the forefront of that genre of southern rock music.
2: Anything Different you can note,
3: know- Brothers. But go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I was just going to say anything you can note personally about Gary and and uh, and Skinner.
3: Well, Skinner was in town playing some concerts um, here when they put out a double album. And this vinyl records at the time, and you'd open it up like a book, and there was Leonard Skinner playing football with a bunch of the, you know, stage crew and stuff and a bunch of Barry's um, security people in Barry's, Barry Fay's backyard, and that was the centerpiece of the whole two-album uh, set in the cover. the
2: cover. Very cool. Jeff Crump joining us, longtime music industry veteran. We're going to take a break when we come back. We've got more to talk about the legendary Tina Turner, Jeff Beck. I actually have a fun story regarding Jeff Beck. Robbie Robertson, Denny Lane, Randy Miser. The list goes on. You're listening to The Jimmy Sangenberger Show on our New Year's special, News Talk, 710 KNUS. From his 1978 album. Wired, it's Jeff Beck doing Blue Wind as we continue on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS, our New Year's special. We'll open up phones at the top of the hour, 303-696-1971. Jeff Kump joining us on the program, music industry veteran and Jeff, we are talking, of course, about the musicians that we have lost in 2023. Jeff Beck was, I think, the first because he passed away on January 10th of this year. And before we remember Jeff Beck a little bit, I have a personal story of my own regarding this tremendous legendary guitar player, uh, and that is my first concert that I ever went to when I was seven years old, Johnny Lang opened for Jeff Beck and Jeff Crump. I am embarrassed to say as an adult now looking back, but I was seven. What could you do? That Jeff was so loud that little seven-year-old Jimmy said, dad, let's go home. And I insisted we go home and I made us leave Jeff Beck. In my defense, we did go and see him two subsequent times in the 2000s and 2010s before Jeff Beck died. So at least there's that. But man, oh man, what a guitar player!
3: For those of you out there that are just starting to take your kids to shows, go to the go to the gun store, or the shooting range, and get a pair of those inexpensive block out headphones.
2: Great point. That,
3: that ear- plugs but you can't use the little sponge ones because they fall out of a little kid's ears but I, my kids always wore these bright red ones and they could still hear the music and everybody backstage knew whose kid they were so I mean just take your kids enjoy the concerts but protect your kids ears because uh, it's not, Great it's not point. a good experience for them.
2: Great point I, I don't want to dwell too much because we got a couple other musicians to squeeze in before the top but your thoughts on Jeff Beck?
3: Well he's he, Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton were all um, spawned from the same group, which is the Yardbirds. All, th- all three of them were in the band at the same time. But that is a super group in the '60s that just, you know, you know, brought out some incredible musicians. I think Beck is the bluesiest and jazziest one of the bunch. Clapton is probably the most Famous or familiar, I don't know, Jimmy Page, when he was putting Led Zeppelin together, he wanted to call them the New Yardbirds, but they just had hit after hit after hit, but Jeff Beck did a lot more instrumental stuff than the other two.
2: And you have an observation real quick about Jeff Beck and the blues.
3: Well, I mean, I, I think he was a pioneer. I mean, listen you're playing him in the background now, and, I mean, he's just an incredible, he was a pioneer. There weren't people doing this when he broke it out.
2: Jeff Beck passed away on January 10th. We lost other tremendous musicians as well. Of course, the legendary Tina Turner, who uh, you knew pretty well, Jeff.
3: I did. I did a lot of shows with Tina. I mean, the history of Tina is, is sad, but incredible what she overcame. She was in a very abusive marriage with Ike Turner, and he used to beat her, and it was just really a terrible thing. Well, she managed to get out of the marriage and went on to have a far more successful career than he did, and overcame all that, overcame the stigma of being a black woman that was in an abusive relationship, didn't change her name back to her maiden name, kept Turner, and uh, I mean, there's nobody like Tina Turner. And
2: you had a... Yeah, go ahead.
3: Well, my son was little. He was like maybe three. And I had a coffee table book with Tina Turner's picture on the front. And he would always come up and go, Dad. And he'd point at it and go, that's Tina. So I got a hold of her and said, i got a three-year-old that just adores you. She doesn't know any other musicians. She goes, well, bring him down. So I took him down to McNichols in, uh, in the dressing room. And he just looks at her and he's in awe. And he turns and he whispers. He goes, Dad. I said, what? And he goes, that's Tina. It cracked her up. I mean, she had a great sense of humor. I mean, her her live performance, her legs, her dancing, I mean, she was incredible.
2: And... I just have to note that your son, Kevin, is now a top guy in the music biz himself. Jeff Crump joining us. We are just about out of time here. I do want to name a few others. A Denny Lane of Moody Blues passed away this year. Robbie Robertson of the band. Randy Meiser of the Eagles. And the legendary Gordon Lightfoot. I got about uh, 30 seconds for you on Gordon, Jeff.
3: Well, I'm going to tell you about something about Randy Meisner. He played in Poco with your good friend, um, Richie Fure yeah, and also Timothy B. Schmidt played in both the Eagles and Poco uh, with Richie as well. So he kind of filled in for Randy after Randy, you know, left the Eagles. So anyhow, Gordon Lightfoot, I mean, legendary Canadian artist, probably one of the most famous artists ever from Canada,
2: and, and sort of more
3: of a folk singer. But yeah, go ahead. He did. He did
2: a lot of movie soundtracks too. He did. Jeff Crump, unfortunately, we are out of time. It's always awkward when you're up against that break, but alas, here we are. Happy New Year, my friend. Thanks for keeping the tradition alive. God bless you, brother.
3: We'll have more time next year if less people die.
2: Keep it right here. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you, 710 KNUS